What's going on, everybody? Elliot Shore Parks here. Another episode of the No Huddle Show. And this is a very special podcast to me. It's a very special, but also a very sad podcast. And yes, it is a, it is a ESP pod. Uh, Zach will not be on the pod today, unfortunately. But the reason Zach isn't on is because I wanted to get some one-on-one time with you, the listener, who has supported me through all this. And I just want to start the show off by saying, this is going to be my last episode of the No Huddle Show. Um, it's wild to think. It really is, because I was on the first episode of this podcast and we're like 160-something episodes in. But I will, unfortunately, be moving on from NJ.com. I'll still be around. You'll still be on your timeline. You'll still see me and you know, hopefully listen to me talking Eagles. But I won't be with NJ.com after Thursday night's preseason finale against the Jets. Uh, my last day will be Friday. So that means this is my last podcast for the No Huddle Show. And Before I get into some of uh, my final takes I want to give you guys on this pod, I just wanted to start off by saying thank you. So for those who who don't know me very well, maybe just started listening, grew up in Philadelphia. I went to to college at Temple, and when I first started my time at Temple, I began my freshman year as a teacher because at that point I had a five- or six-year-old brother and I thought, you know, it would be cool to like hang out, you know, like to be, it would be cool to be around the younger kids like my brother and kind of do the teaching thing and, you know, that. So I started off as that. And then I switched from teaching to psychology to psychiatry to social work. And then I would say sometime around my junior year, junior year, senior year of college, I decided I wanted to be a sports journalist. And I started my own blog. Uh, it was in 2008, and I can still remember what, what it was. It was called Sunshine Through the Rain, and it was talking about how it's actually, it was actually an advantage for the Phillies that, this game, that their game against the Rays, and yes, the clinching game of the 2008 World Series, that it was actually an advantage for the Phillies for that game to be canceled midway through and for them to start the next day. So yes, I came out the gate hot saying that the Phillies about to clinch the World Series. It was actually a good thing the game was delayed. So I came in hot. Um, called Sunshine Through the Rain 10 years ago. And the blog was called Philly Stand Up Sports. I still remember uh, thinking of the name and putting it together on, it wasn't WordPress. I think it was called like Blogsphere or something like that. It had an orange logo. I don't completely remember, but that was my first foray into blogging and kind of wanting to be a Philly sports writer. I remember one of my first tweets I tweeted something about how Jason Worth was earning himself a lot of money, and someone tweeted me back like, yeah, man, like MVP MVP caliber guy. And since I didn't completely understand Twitter, I thought he was saying that about me. So, yeah, not the best introduction to Twitter. But from my blog, I then went to write for Gary Cobb at gcobb.com. Then I went to BGN for Bleeding Green Nation, worked there for a year. And I would say that was like my first real introduction to Eagles fans and just how amazing a community that really, um, you know, the Eagles sports community is. I mean, I remember I would write an article and there would be two, 300 comments and maybe half of them were ripping me and saying my take was ridiculous, but I can't tell you how much it meant to me that I could read each, each one of those comments. Um, and I read them all. Every single comment for BGN that I was there, I read them all. The, the good, the bad, the ugly. I, I responded to a lot of them. And that was really my first, I would say, stepping stone to my next job, which ended up being NJ.com. I was part-time at first. Uh, 
I, I think my first article for NJ.com was when they made Todd Bowles a defensive coordinator, which would have been 2012. And uh, I remember writing about that and then just kind of took off from there. Uh, it became a full-time job for me. I was lucky enough to travel um, and, you know, really kind of live my dream um, that I, I wanted to start in 2008. So it's, it's definitely bittersweet to be leaving NJ.com. Um, I've loved my time there. I've loved this podcast. It was kind of my baby along with producer Andrew uh, Zuckerman, who I'll talk about later. But um, it was something I started because I wanted another way to interact with you guys. I wanted to have you you guys kind of drive the content of the show. Ask me questions. Tell me what you want to talk about. And I really hope that we've done that in this 160 plus episodes. And it's certainly been a wild ride. You know, it started with uh, Mark Eckel and Joe Giglio. Mark Eckel, who, you know, continues to be a mentor of mine, was a mentor every step of the way since he joined me at NJ.com. Um, it was bittersweet to see him go, but then we were lucky enough to have Matt Lombardo come on. And the Super Bowl experience last year, covering that team with Matt, doing the podcast from the press box each week af- you know, after the game on the road, at home, doing it through the playoffs, doing it at Radio Row, I mean... That's wild to think, right? Like we just started a podcast and then we were ha- have our own table on Radio Row next to some of the biggest radio stations in the country. And that only happens because of you guys. It only happens because we have the amount of listeners we do. It's because you know you guys continually listen that we're able to go to our editors and say, hey, we want to be on Radio Row. And they're able to say, you know what? You have the audience to do that. And then the NFL allows it. So you guys literally took us from episode one all the way to Radio Row for the Eagles Super Bowl. So it's definitely bittersweet that, you know, this ends at all because it's it's sad. I mean, I love doing this, but it is fitting that we all took this journey together and in some ways it ends with the Super Bowl victory. So I'm definitely going to miss my time working at NJ.com. I'm going to miss working with Zach. I mean, I know it was, it was a, sh- a short time, sadly, and I, you guys have to keep listening because Zach, from what I've known of him of the few months, He's going to have the takes for you. He's going to have good analysis, and he's definitely a guy. You know, there's no reason to stop listening to the No Huddle Show because Zach is going to be great, and whoever comes in to replace me is going to do a great job too. But it was bitter. it's bittersweet to have only spent a few episodes with Zach. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a, a few minutes just to thank some people, and you're probably driving in your car being like, come on, Elliot. We didn't We didn't do this to uh, – we, we, we turned on the pod list in Eagles, not about your life. But you know what? This is my last pod, so I'm going to take it. Um Every episode you've heard, the the man behind it has been has been Andrew Andrew Zuckerman, and I just want to give him credit because he has really turned me in a lot of ways into the you know kind of podcast person that I am. He always gives me feedback, better or worse. Uh, he always has great ideas. Some of the best episodes you've heard has ha- have been his ideas. He was the one that said he was willing to stay up till one in the morning on game night to uh, you know post the podcast. Um, so without Andrew, this podcast definitely doesn't happen. So if you're on, if you're on listening to me and you're on Twitter, go ahead and toss Andrew a follower. I mean a follow because he has some good tweets and uh, he deserves it because he definitely works hard. He's at a underscore Zuckerman. So that'll be my request for this episode. I won't beg you for a like or a uh, a comment. That'll that'll be my request. Go follow Andrew because he really has been the person that made this podcast possible for me. Then I also obviously want to thank people I've worked with with at NJ.com. I won't go into detail with that because I can do that on Twitter. But yeah, it's bittersweet that this is my last one. But before I go and I get too emotional, I am going to leave you guys with a few takes just because I couldn't couldn't do you dirty like that. I couldn't just bounce. I got to give you guys 
if you if you choose not to follow me, you know, and you just say, Ellie, you know what, you're out of you're out of our lives now. Here are some some words I want to leave you with. The first is, don't be worried about Carson Wentz. I understand that, you know, he might not. I think he will play in Week One, but even if he doesn't. The thing you need to realize about Carson Wentz is this guy had a major knee injury last year, and he was he has gone through an extremely rigorous and I don't want to say dangerous, but a rehab where there are tons of you know potential setbacks, and he's he's come out on the other side. Like he will be cleared for contact soon. He hasn't had any setbacks. He's been able to do eleven on elevens, and I think Carson Wentz maybe he's a little rusty at the beginning of the season. But he is going to be fine. This guy is your franchise quarterback if you're an Eagles fan. He has the off-the-field personality. He has, obviously, the ability on the field. And I think not playing that Super Bowl last year is really going to drive him. So I think he plays against the Falcons. But if he doesn't, there will be plenty of episodes of this podcast this year where you talk about how good he was and uh, you know how he is playing at that MVP caliber season again. So I think Carson is, is, is in for a big year and uh, is going to have a great career. Um, so now let's talk about this team. Uh, I've said it a few times on the pod, but I want to say it one more time so that I'm either proven correct or you can come back and troll me. But, uh, I think this Eagles defense is going to be the, is going to be one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Yeah. There's some, there's some concerns, nickel cornerback, backup defensive tackle, maybe third linebacker spot. Although I don't think it's as big of a concern as other people do, but I think overall this defensive line, Michael Bennett, uh, Brandon Graham, a big year from De- uh, from Derek Barnett, having Chris Long back, obviously Fletcher Cox, and then Jordan Hicks, if he's healthy, is going to take this defense to another level. Then you add in Ronald Darby's having a great training camp. You all, you guys all know how I feel about Jalen Mills. I think he's extremely underrated. He is going to have a big year. They have the best, maybe the best set of safeties in the league. So this Eagles defense is stacked. I think you saw outside of the Super Bowl last year them really come together towards the end of the season, especially at home. And they're, you know, they're extremely hard to score on at home. So I think they're going to have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. You add up an MVP caliber performance this season with one of the best defenses in the league. And this Eagles team is going to be very good again. I look, I mean, you can make an argument to me that we're all kind of ignoring a letdown, that there's a letdown staring us and we're just ignoring it because, you know, there are the injuries. There is Carson coming off the ACL. There is the Super Bowl hangover, all that stuff. But to me, if you have quarterback like Carson Wentz, a defensive line like the Eagles do, and an offensive line like the Eagles do, you add all three of those things up and you have a really good team. And really good teams, they don't win seven games. The Eagles are going to win 10, 11 games, if not 12. They're going to win the NFC East. They will break the streak of 13 or 14 years in a row with no repeat winner, and they'll be fine. So I think the Eagles win the NFC East. I'm going to go with 12 and four right now, maybe 13 and three. The schedule is tough and it does suck for them they have to go to LA and to New Orleans I mean that are those are two extremely tough games on the road and I think at Tennessee is a tough one but if you're just talking in the division to New Orleans and to LA is an unfortunate draw for the Super Bowl champions if those teams come here I think they smoke the Rams in Philly I think the Rams are going to end up being kind of a fraud but still having to travel there is not going to be easy and then at New Orleans obviously we all know they're a much different team in the dome than they would be in Philly so that's a tough draw I don't know if they finish with a top seed in the NFC, but I think this team will be in the NFC championship game because ultimately I think if they start at home and, and through a wild card game, which I don't think they will, but if they have to play a wild card game at home, they win that game. Then you go on the road. Um, an interesting thing to watch will be how Carson plays in the playoffs because he's never played in a playoff game. Obviously he's played, he played in big games last year, but it's not very often a Super Bowl, a defending Super Bowl champion goes into next season and you have to wonder 
how the quarterback will play in a playoff game. But that's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair uh, reason to be worried. So I think they, if they have to play in the wild card game, they win it. If not, I think they win their first playoff game. I don't know if they win the NFC. I mean, like the Saints are very good. Uh, again, I'm not really buying into the Rams, but a lot of people are. The NFC is loaded. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie compared him to the Western Conference, and I think that's a completely fair comparison. Um, but I think they get there. I think if it's in Philly, they have a great shot. If you have to go to New Orleans, not sure I'd pick this team, but you know, they, they definitely will have a chance. And I think the one, the one last point I want to leave you with is when you're judging whether this season is a success or not, I remember when Carson was a rookie, I would say time and time again on this podcast, all that matters with this season is how Carson looks. That's all that mattered as a rookie year. Didn't matter if they were seven, didn't matter they went seven and nine, didn't matter they lost a lot of close games. Carson looked great. And you won your Super Bowl last year. Obviously, wins and loss matters this year. Obviously, there's expectations. But it's weird. It, I mean, it is kind of true that it's like his rookie year again, where you want to see a successful, healthy year out of Carson. And if that doesn't end the Super Bowl, it doesn't. I mean, it's really hard to repeat. Only eight teams have done it in the history of the NFL. But if you end this season with Carson Wentz playing, winning a playoff game, maybe two, but you don't win the Super Bowl, that's still a, that's still a successful year for the Eagles. Because right now what's most important is making sure you're going to have Carson for the next 10 years. Because if the Eagles have Carson for the next 10 years, there will be multiple Super Bowl championships talked about on this podcast. And maybe I'll come back and talk about them if, if I'm lucky enough. But I'm telling you, this Eagles team is set up for the future if they have Carson and you guys are set up for the future as well with the no huddle show even though I'm no longer going to be on it I'm telling you guys the team that they have at nj.com with Andrew with Zach whoever they add I'm sure will be a fantastic addition to the podcast you guys are still in very good hands so keep listening um you know always you keep following the Twitter account um keep tweeting in questions and they'll talk about them and if you want to keep following me on Twitter you know continue to read me I would appreciate it but you know, what I really want to say is just thank you. Thank you so much. I wouldn't be at this point in my career if it wasn't for you guys. If it wasn't for you guys that listened, if it wasn't for you guys that followed me on Twitter. And I know that sounds kind of corny, like I'm giving like an Oscar acceptance speech, but especially in this day and age in journalism, you're only as good as your following and people that want to read you. So I'm lucky enough to have my job because of everybody that reads me, because of everybody that follows, and I love doing it. So from back in 2008, writing my first blog post, starting this podcast to this, it's definitely been a crazy ride. I'm looking forward to see what happens next. But thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Enjoy this upcoming season. And for the final time, this is the No Huddle Show, and I will talk to you guys later. 